Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go over there, get all of your wrestling news. But hey, you're here to talk about SmackDown Live. That's what we're doing right now. I am joined by Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? July 9th, by the way. That's the date of the yeah. show that we're doing. Yes. Um, I- I'm, doing, I'm doing very well. Uh, it-, it turns out uh, Kevin Owens has been living inside my head and decided to use all the things I've been thinking about tonight on SmackDown. So I'm, I'm very pleased by that. <clears throat> Yeah, I thought this was a pretty fun episode of SmackDown Live. We're going to make Fight for the Fallen predictions. We're going to make Extreme Rules predictions. So uh, hang in tight for that. If you're watching live on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button, that like button. And hey, if you want your question answered, you want your statement read on the air, donate a super chat. Any amount really helps. Uh, We thank you guys so much. Helps us pay our riders, all that good stuff. So does FightfulSelect.com, our premium service. I have lots of exclusive news. Lots of additional podcasts up there. So just check it out, okay? You can do it while you're watching this show. SmackDown Live, hot opening, hot close, Alex. This was <laughs> last week's Raw if it were SmackDown. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I am a big, big fan of truth teller Kevin Owens. Not necessarily, quote unquote, babyface because he's Kevin Owens but just fed up with all the BS and telling it like it is this, this guy, honestly, the the sky is the limit. It always is with Kevin Owens, but this kind of guy who's like, is allowed to like, just speak our minds to the powers that be. I mean, obviously they're the ones okaying it. So you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt, but I, I love where all this is going. Love it. Well, where it went tonight was Dolph Ziggler out in the parking lot to open up the show, being interviewed. Kevin Owens pulls up in his car car very loud and obnoxiously. Dolph Ziggler isn't happy about it. And he's like, hey, you're interrupting my promo. And he's like, oh, the same one you've cut forever? (laughs) And they come to blows because Kevin Owens didn't want to hear that promo, which I agree with. I didn't want to hear it either. I've heard it all the time. Even the switch up that they did from – it should have been me. Like even even that's tired now. We we've heard that so many times already. <laughs> so they get into it. Shane bans KO from the venue. Owens isn't happy. At least as far as the the outside gimmick went. Alex, what'd you think of it? Because it was it is a different environment, which I'm all for. Um, uh, <laughs> this is these this again r- reminds me a little bit. I mean, this is this feels like it's got Bischoff on it. No, it doesn't, the, but. The, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, the the uh, it feels like it does because WCW used to do this all the time. There was always a parking lot something on WCW, um, and it, it felt like that kind of a thing. I loved uh, Kevin Owens pulling up behind Dolph, realizing what was happening, and just laying on the horn as he parked. That was that popped me. Um, the brawl was fine. The brawl was cool. Okay, 
Um, you know, uh, Shane continuing to have a problem with uh, Kevin Owens still makes sense. Uh, he never forgave him for all that crazy stuff uh, a year and a half ago now. Um, that also makes sense. So choosing Dolph over uh, Kevin makes sense too. And then everything that, that then boiled over on the inside, even better. Yeah, lots of people asking about Bischoff. Uh, you can ask me about it in the Q&A show or send a super chat. Uh, but this is this was not it. This it hasn't started yet. But uh, Kevin Owens shows up during the start of the show during an intro, cuts a promo about how sick he is of Shane McMahon being on TV. He says, Vince McMahon came out here six, seven months ago and said it's about the fans. But since then, Shane McMahon just got more power, more TV time. And uh, there are people like Apollo Crews, Murphy, Ali, Kyrie, Sane, Asuka, who aren't on TV. Alex, the only thing he didn't say is, where does Ember Moon fit into all this? That's the only thing he didn't say, but that's fine. Because she's got her, she's got a program. She's doing stuff. Um, I, 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 I love this. I love I love him name dropping, uh, you know, uh, our faves as well. Guy, got, like, literally, there's no reason to call it Buddy Murphy if you're not going to let him wrestle. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, I love that he's out there you know, actually naming names as part of this whole thing. And it's absolutely true. Like, this is something we we talked about at the time when they did the whole, like, hey, you guys are the authority now. We're going to do things to make you happy. And then they forgot about that in three weeks. Um, I, I, I'd like to, that at least somebody doesn't have the memory of a fruit fly and and says, hey, maybe we should call back to this thing and let the fans pop for something here. It, but it comes out of the man, mouth of... Kevin Owens, I, I think this is all great. I mean, again, he's just going out there and telling truths. Like, it's I, I'm, I'm a super huge fan of this. Kevin Owens has his mic cut, then he grabs another one, and he's like, hey, dumbass, there are more than one mics. <laughs> then when they cut that, he steals a headset, and he does that too. You can't do a quick turn much better than what WDB did, especially given the hand that they're working with yeah. and the 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 corner they've backed themselves into in some regards than this this has been just phenomenal just like that kevin owens mega over as a baby face i thought wdb knocked it out of the park with this opening segment alex this was just good stuff it was it was almost note perfect like i mean the, the only thing and i had somebody tweet this at me and i think you as well the problem was is that that means that Vince, ultimately Vince, but everybody in the back, knows that what they're doing is stupid and wrong, and they continue to do it. Now, my thing is, I mean, like, of course they know. Like, they know what they're doing. People have been telling them over and over again. All the fans are on social media. This is terrible. We don't like Shane. Stop doing the Shane thing. And they continue to do it. If tonight is the beginning of the end of that, vis-a-vis Kevin Owens eventually kicking um, – Shane's ass, great, but I'm willing to see where it goes from here. The, but it, it does, there is a cruel irony to this. Kevin Owens saying, Shane's got always on TV. It's just Shane, 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 Shane. Him starting a feud with Shane McMahon, <laughs> therefore means there's going to be more Shane McMahon on our TV screens. So Sure, but if it ends in Kevin Owens pinning Shane McMahon and dominating him clean as a sheet, throwing him off some crazy stuff, and getting rid of him from TV for a while. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's, it's, and it's got to happen at SummerSlam. It's in Toronto. It's Kevin Owens in Canada. You've got to do this. Yes. You've got to see what a gift you're being given to, ha- to get rid of this whole Shane thing that everybody hates and to do it with Kevin Owens, who you've just made into a bona fide, uh, like, like uh, uh, anti-hero superstar in two weeks, and to do it in his home country in, in Toronto – you know, it's not necessarily Montreal, but it's basically Montreal. Yeah, this was an amazing segment. I loved it all around. Yeah. Aaron Jay's fan says, KO should have given the middle finger and then stunned Shane like Austin <laughs> in the good old days. I think those parallels would have been too much. Yep. I mean, they, they, they have, uh, <laughs> they have uh, shown uh, that they're not afraid to go to the middle finger well recently. So uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the future. But it didn't need to happen tonight. Hannah Moore, thank you for the super chat. Our great mod says, hey, Kayla. And Jesse David says, I love super chats. Do you remember that machine at like Pizza Hut back in the day? 
Uh, give me a quarter. I'll tell you your fortune. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> give me a quarter. I love quarters. That's me right now for the Super Chats. So uh, up next, Nakamura versus Balor for the first time. What's back now live? Yep. Because yeah, it's they, not the first time. They've been working live events. They yeah. had an NXT TV match. They had yep. a New Japan World Cup match. And when they fight for the title, it won't be the first time. Right. Because, because you, spent, you spent that tonight, yeah. And I was just – I was holding off my judgment of this because, one, it was a good match. It was a fun yeah. match. I'm glad to see Nakamura back in action, uh, his first TV match in Super Showdown, first uh, SmackDown match since September – or not September, uh, April. But th- the specialness is, like, gone yeah. now. Yeah. Um. I, I. Here's the thing. We can't have it necessarily – both ways. You and I want him to to prove himself because he just was a loser and then was off TV forever. Uh, so giving him an Intercontinental title match off the get-go, uh, maybe not. But I do like him like just saying, hey, Finn, I'd like to fight you. And Finn being Finn says, okay, but not for the title. And then in a non-title match, Shinsuke basically kicks Finn's ass. And now there's a reason for him to have that match with with Finn Balor. Now, could Shinsuke also have beaten some other contender? But the problem is, is that the way it works is that WWE doesn't give us multiple contenders at any one time. It's not like they could say, hey, this this guy that, that um, Finn's been having great TV matches against for a while, and oh, Shinsuke wants to have his spot, so they have to fight each other. That is not a possibility because you never do that kind of stuff. So I, I think this is the only way we can get to Shinsuke versus Finn in an Intercontinental title match by him earning it. And yet, in doing that, it spends your first time ever Finn versus Shin match. So this match was good, but I'm, I'm with you, Alex. It didn't it didn't need to be him beating Finn Balor like this. It Especially with the wild card, it could have been anything. It could yeah. have been him. It could have been Nakamura beating Sinkara. It could have been Nakamura beating friggin' Epico and Primo or Primo or one of them or something. And just Finn Balor saying, glad to see you back in the fold. I think you should get a title match, something of that nature. Uh, one of the members of the B team, anybody, yeah. anybody. That wasn't what it was. But Nakamura and Balor was very good. There was a sliding German suplex, a sling blade counter out of Kinshasa. Uh, another uh, Kinshasa hits outside. Well, I think two of them did. Balor's laid out. He gets in before the count, but gets kicked back outside. Another lands in the ring for Nakamura, and he wins. And I'm thinking, well, if you wanted a title match off this, why didn't you just have him win by count out? Yeah, that's the other thing of this. I, 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 I thought the same thing. And yet, I also, I, I, again, I'm giving them maybe too much benefit of the doubt. I... I want I want Shin to have some kind of promo, I'd, maybe not from Shinsuke Nakamura, but like just the idea of, you know, I I just wanted to beat you by countout, but you kept getting back in the ring, and so I had to try to break your face. Like if, like Finn, if you just stay down on the outside any one of three times that you beat the clock at you beat the countout at eight and a half or more, then I wouldn't have had to try and break your face on the inside of the ring and pin you clean as a sheet. I just wanted to show that I could beat you, but you had to keep getting back up. Like, and again, and also that shows that Finn is never going to take the easy way out, which he shouldn't. He's Finn Balor. That's the kind of guy he is. So again, I'm of two minds on this. Like there's, there's ways to do it. That's not this, but I'm trying to find the good in the way they did do it because we can't go back and have them do it in a different way. Um, I, I think there's a lot of potential in a Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura feud for the IC title, you could really build Shinsuke back up to where he should have been this whole time on the main roster with this feud and a title reign as the IC champion. You could do that. I saw some flashes of that in his work, too. Yeah. It seemed very uh, vintage Nakamura, so to speak. Joseph yeah. Farley, thanks for the super chat, says, Sean, how are the cats doing? Doing great. They got their flea medicine today. Oh, good. Wild Boy 87 says, did anybody see Drake hiding under the table and catering before Ember was on screen? I didn't, but no, it was funny. I'm going to go back and watch that. Drake Maverick is now the second longest reigning uh, 24-7 champion ever. 
And if he makes it to this weekend, if he makes it to Extreme Rules, yeah. he'll be the longest reigning ever. Wow. So uh, something to keep your eye on. Big thanks to Wildboy87. Uh, he is great to us. There was a lot of stuff that happened backstage, and I'm going to run through it all. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. one, doesn't say anything again. Don't know what's going on, but this this show did kind of remind me, and this isn't a negative thing, of the Russo era of WWF where uh, where you try to get as many people at least on the show doing yeah. something as possible. And I can appreciate that, even if it doesn't necessarily go somewhere. There were a whole lot of people in that era that didn't necessarily have a lot of direction, but they had something that was going on. They appeared on the show, Alex. Again, this is something I talked about with with No Way Jose um, uh, on, on, on the Raw review, is you can't expect us to care about this guy if we never see him. Um, as, as long as you know we have uh, Shelton Benjamin on TV doing stuff, I mean, I don't know what this whole gimmick is. He doesn't talk. I mean, isn't that EC3's thing? But, um, okay, now at least at least we have him as a frame in a frame of mind so that when you actually do something with him, well, it won't be like, what the hell? Like, Where's this coming from? Uh, why are we supposed to care about this when we've actually been doing something along the way? So we'll see where all, all of these guys go. And, and I'm, I'm all for getting more people on the show on SmackDown. Uh, you have a whole bunch of great guys on that roster and girls uh, who aren't given anything to do, literally. So let, let's give them something to do. Same goes with Ali. He he does his uh, promo, so to speak. Uh, Ember Moon says she kicked fire in Desire's ass last week, but they're over it. In fact, they say that it brought them closer together. Sure. They challenge her for a match against a partner next week. Who do you think it'll be? My guess is probably Carmella. She's She's around. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, sure. I mean, that's that's the. I mean, unless they have some kind of surprise built up, somebody who's returning from something. I, I don't know. Speaking of the women's division, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay emerge from a room, and they are approached by the Kabuki Warriors and Paige. Paige, who they put in heels, so she looked a foot taller. Yeah, but. <laughs> Peyton and Billy Kay, who have not been anywhere near allowed to display their potential. Yes. The the whole thing is now that is that they're avoiding the Kabuki Warriors. Not that WWE is not right, uh, not long term enough to plan this, but it's that they are avoiding it. And hey, that's okay. I'm okay with that because you know who did that a lot? Edge and Christian, and yeah. they got over not wrestling. Sure, I mean, they got over backstage talking to one another if you just cut a two-minute edited version of the stuff they do backstage that only winds up on twitter and you put that two-minute thing on tv these two are going to get over as as the greatest like like you know terrible heels that we love to hate immediately i mean the, the whole thing uh, you got to be joking me hey kayla all this stuff they do when they're when they're talking to people backstage and showing off the title belts it's so great Tonight's thing was was also great. Like you're sick. What do you have? Mad cow bird flu. Mad cow bird flu disease. It's really terrible. Uh, that's great. It's classic comedy stuff. It, it works because Peyton and Billy's facial expression as they all the time is is absolutely top notch. I know you've watched the cinematic classic Dukes of Hazard, correct? I watched. Some episodes of the TV show, but not the Johnny Knoxville version. No. The, it's so terrible that it's entertaining. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, they they asked this guy what charity he's going for, and he goes, anal bifida, spinal bifida. It's one of the bifidas. That's what that reminded me of. You must watch it for how terrible it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, Alex. <laughs> okay. It's worth your hour and a half. They come up to this guy, and they go, Oh my God, they're going to strip mine hazard. And the guy goes, wait a second. Who's stripping? It's worth it, Alex. Uh, you, you're selling it hard. I'll tell you that. It's, it's worth it for the terror. We need to review it, I think. <laughs> I think we need to review it. <laughs> because let me tell you, our abducted in plain sight review did numbers. <laughs> I can barely find time in the week to watch NXT. You, let your kid watch it with you. It's great. 
<laughs> sure. Let me sure. review it. Uh, <laughs> we see Kofi Kingston Samoa Joe video. For those asking about Kofi Kingston, he tweaked his back on Monday. Uh, we're told it's not serious. There's a good stoic Samoa Joe promo where he says he sees through Kofi and will take the WWE title. Now, Kofi Kingston shows up later, says that he knows he got into Samoa Joe's head. And I like that because when you smile at somebody and you do this, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I, I, I liked the, the thing that happened last week because I liked that because I thought I figured out where it was going. But I mean, it still could go that way between now and well, I guess it can't. I mean, this whole thing with like you have um, Samoa Joe saying, all you got to do is shake my hand and all your people that you that you care about will be safe. And then Kofi didn't shake his hand and Samoa Joe didn't murder Xavier Woods this week. Like, I mean, like that's to me, like the fact that you have Biggie and Xavier Woods like in a title program for the SmackDown tag titles means that Samoa Joe can't like murder them backstage, which is what he needs to do as part of the storyline for Kofi Kingston because Kofi didn't shake his hand and you've got to make Samoa Joe man of his word. I don't think he's going to like hurt Kofi's kids. Like that's not a thing that we, we want to do. So the guys who have to be, you know, murdered by Samoa Joe have to be Biggie and, and Xavier Woods, and they can't be. So it's kind of a weird thing. You have to like balance that out. Alistair Black is backstage, and they had teased the reveal of Alistair Black's opponent. Now somebody knocked on that goddamn door last week, Alex, and apparently Alistair Black doesn't know who it is, even though he got up to answer it. What? Uh, the person obviously scampered off. Because, you know, just just like off into the corner. Are you, are you telling me that Cesaro is a ding-dong ditcher? Yeah, yes, that's what he does. Yes. Cesaro. He also left a, a, a bag of flaming dog poo <laughs> on, on, the, on the porch and, and ran away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see like, this is why we need GTV <laughs> yes. to capture Cesaro in this hall. Yeah. Doing the ding-dong ditch. Yeah. Mother of God. Uh, why was Cesaro wearing his mouth guard when he sat well, down? I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's part of, I mean, doesn't it say, doesn't it have like words on it? I don't know. It's dumb. I mean, I mean, it's fine. It's part, it's part of his deal now. Like, I, I mean, I, I understand that's his thing. Um, it's, it's, to me, it makes him look menacing as hell. Um, but here's the deal. Um, oh, Alistair Black's been working Randy Orton in live events. Yep. And when, when that comes out and you're like, okay, you know what? I I don't hate that as Alistair Black's first feud. That's fine. But when Cesaro sat down, I nearly fainted. Like, like you have you have Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Like, and the thing is, is that Cesaro's amazing, but he can absolutely afford to lose this match. All I ask is that it's extreme rules. Just let these guys beat the ever-loving dog piss out of each other for like 12 and a half minutes like go crazy and and let cesaro get a lot of good licks in but alistair black can catch him with that one spinning back heel kick and it's over like i think there's an amazing way of telling the story that leaves cesaro protected but i mean of all the people that it could be who i because there's a lot of people i was like wow i'd like to see a match between them but i don't want to see either alistair black or insert guy x here lose a match cesaro absolutely can lose that this match and be fine and this match has the potential to be amazing please don't screw it over by making it like stupid like well alex I, I would say there's some potential in inserting guy x here and there yeah that's also true and you know there's nothing wrong with getting your licks in no but not when it comes at the expense of you having a soft dick if you want a super hard penis that way you don't have to just get your licks in. Yeah. You can get your dicks in. <laughs> Check out our buddies at BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but let's be real, guys. They're way better. They're faster. They're cheaper. They're cheaper because they're free when you use that code FIGHTFUL at BlueChew.com. They're faster because they're chewable. So they get in your system a lot better. You can take them anytime. You can take them day or night. And they're better because you don't have to go to the doctor to get these. They're prescribed online. They ship straight to your door. 
They're the real deal, my friends. You know, there are going to be some extreme rules. You can throw your kendo stick around. You know what I'm saying? You all know what I'm saying. Talk about a kendo stick on a pole. That's what people will think you're rocking when you use bluechew.com and that code FIGHTFUL. Gives you that extra confidence. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. All you got to do is to want is to want to perform. Bluechew.com code fightful. Let them know you heard about them from us at Blue Chew on Twitter. <sighs> we do have wrestling to talk about again after all those segments. There was a lot of stuff that they jammed into this show. Yeah. You can jam your dick into uh, another human being with bluechew.com code fightful. That's cool. Um Speaking of, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross representing Alexa Bliss, who actually was listed as missing last week's SmackDown with an illness, hasn't wrestled since. Uh-huh. Don't know if it, that's still a thing, but we see the same thing really out of Bailey that we always have. She's saying, Nikki, don't you know Alexa's taking advantage of you? And maybe so, but this time she goes a little step further. She says, what's going to happen this time when you get blamed for losing? And Nikki goes off. She says, all of Bailey's friends abandon her. And she says that Alexa told her that when they win on Sunday, they're going to become co-champions, Alex, uh-huh. which we have seen before. We've seen it with Lay Cool. Even though WWE doesn't recognize it, it did happen with Chris Jericho in China in 2000, early uh-huh. 2000. Uh, we're going to make our predictions for Extreme Rules later, but what do you think about the idea of co-champions? I mean... It, it 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 does it does seem like Nikki's really stupid. Like I, I I think that actual friends could be co-champions. I think that actual real you know tag team partners who one of them becomes a singles champion they could do that. I don't I I think the overwhelming evidence, at least you know the way that they're presenting it. Um, is that Alexa is is using Nikki Cross? I mean the 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 way that like the, I, I think Bailey also could have presented an alternate thing. It's like he she says, I don't plan on losing this match, but I also know Alexa likes to cheat. And let's say you're the one who gets the pinfall, then Alexa becomes champ. You're okay with that, and then. Nikki could come in with, no, 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 whoever, whichever one of us pins you, we're both going to be champs. And she sounds like an idiot. Like, nobody believes that that's a thing. Like, I, I don't, I mean, that's that's a way of Alexa getting Nikki to do her bidding. And I think that, I mean, I think that the the face turn of, of Nikki on Alexa, when Nikki realizes she had been used, I think could be a lot of fun. But at this at this point, I'm like, come on, Nikki. Like, I don't think anyone believes what Nikki, what Nikki believes. They haven't given us Alexa being a real friend. On I mean, she TV. got her on TV. That's, that's, that, that is her career around. That's, that's, yes. If we're to, if we're to say that Alexa is the one who did that. Yes, sure. I, I think that, that there's, there's just a lot of stuff here. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with this, but right now in this promo, I kind of felt bad for Nikki because it felt obvious that she was, you know, Buddy Murphy's wishing he had that friend still right about now. Yeah. Because he ain't on TV. Kristen Ashley of Bell to Bell says, contract signing the worst or the absolute worst? I'm not a fan of them. They're pointless. I mean, it's it's a way to get them in front of each other and, and talk and go back and forth and do the seventh grade argument thing. Well, my I, thing is that there's a lot of times where they don't have these. Mm-hmm. So that means they can happen backstage. Yes. You know, unceremoniously. So this it's just a contrived thing. If every championship match had to have one of these things in the ring, okay, fine. But they only do it so that there's a, there's a contrived way to get them to talk to each other, which doesn't need to happen. Wraith World, thank you for the super chat. Didn't leave a comment, but hey, if you want if you want something right off, let me know. Nikki Cross would defeat Carmella. I thought these two were just a bit off of each other. This wasn't yeah. really there. And these are two very capable workers. Maybe they just need more work together. Um, Nikki, very aggressive to start off. Carmella rocking a ponytail in this match. Nice little singlet. though. It feels like we haven't seen her wrestle as much lately, but I think we have. We have, but it just hasn't felt 
It hasn't felt like this the same, you know? Yeah. And I want to see her. I, you know what? I would love to see her in more lengthy matches again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hits a Bronco Buster and a kick, but falls victim to the purge. That was a good win for Nikki, though. She beat a former SmackDown Women's Champion. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think still in canon, Carmella is, remains uh, one of Bailey's friends. Yeah. So that it it's kind of has a personal touch uh, for Bailey as well. Wild Boy 87, thank you for the super chat. He says, What has to happen for you to interview Sasha Banks? <laughs> I put on Twitter, I would like to interview Sasha Banks. I would, I would, whether it be via phone, in person, whatever. Twitter DM doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've interviewed people all kinds of ways. Um, she's just got to want to do it. That's it. I don't have to have WWE clearance. There's nothing in a contract that mandates they get that clearance. I've interviewed and spoke to WWE wrestlers on and off the record without their approval all the time. She just literally has to want to do it. And I understand if she does or doesn't, but Hey, I just want to say, I would love that. I'd love that. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank Biggie for all the blue chew segues. He's going to give on our <laughs> podcast. He says when he was told about his three way extreme rules, he thought it was going to be different, but He's excited to win the championship so they can finally touch their tips. Uh-huh. Daniel Bryan comes out and he rants about New Day being great athletes, but says that they're jokes. Xavier takes exception to this and says that Rowan always takes orders from Bray, Harper, and Bryan and asks who his daddy is. That got over. Yeah. He'll get that chanted quite a bit. Heavy Machinery come out, and Alex... They took a, a rolled up newspaper and just smashed it over your head uh-huh. to get this blue collar solid shit. It's on their vest. It's on their shirt. They say we're blue collar solid, and they brought it up like three more times. Yeah, like you know what blue collar solid means? It means you never give up. It was so annoying. I didn't even do a blue chew segue from it. White collar solid people they give up all the time. People who don't wear collars, I I hate collars. So I I give I give up all the time. This is this is a, this is really stupid. Like the thing is, if if your gimmick is that they like actually drive heavy machinery, like one operates a backhoe and the other one drives a dump truck, and they're on a construction crew, fine. But these are two wrestlers. They're not. Why are they blue collar solid? Because they're big fat white guys. Like why is that? Like that doesn't make it. I. Heavy Machinery is a, a cute name because they're, they're... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Big, and they're fat, and they're heavy, heavy machinery. Fine. But the idea that, like, somebody said, ah, what if they're like Bob the Builder? Like, I don't, what is, it's just lame, man. Stop it. Stop with these catchphrases and taglines and and also the fact that you have to use them 75 times to get it over no bad i thought otis did fantastic in this match i couldn't be more impressed with him and tucker over the last few weeks and you know how down i've been on these guys i love their stuff in the ring i do not like the stuff they do on the mic i mean tucker's fine he's doing he's doing his best 
The stuff they give him to do is bad. And Otis's whole like yabba dabba do, I'm coming. Like, like the idea that I mean, what constru- what I mean, what construction foreman wouldn't fire that guy immediately? Like <laughs> you're like you. Some, hey, you know what? Come come over here. You're taking another piss test. I don't know what's wrong with you, but I gotta have a reason to fire you. You're nuts. Like I, I don't understand. Like I love what Otis does in the ring. Like if you actually you can go back and watch his stuff in NXT. He had a singles match with Tommaso Ciampa when Ciampa was the actual NXT champion, and Otis really held his own in that match. Like this guy can go. These these guys these guys don't have to be buffoons, which is why you said back at the at their uh, pay per view match there is a really cool uh, heel run in in for these guys where they don't have to try and make people laugh. They can just beat people up. I, I still think that these guys work really, really well in the ring. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that they actually are, are being utilized to this full potential. And bring the Viking Raiders over to SmackDown. Let them actually, you know, be a part of these. You know, if you're going to have multiple contenders on SmackDown, the Viking Raiders have nothing to do over on Raw. Rob Wilkins says, got my Fightful Tramp Stamp tap. I don't know what that means. Ooh. Do not know what that means, and I hope you didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't, because I sure as hell aren't getting a Fightful tattoo. Uh, hey, Otis did this great delayed double oh, vertical suplex. That was so cool. Really cool. Like It was not only a, like I've seen the big guys, like the two dudes, two smaller guys, try to suplex the big fat guy, and they can't do it. And the big fat guy suplexes both of them. I've never seen him do it as a stalling vertical suplex. That was impressive. And he's really strong. I mean, he's shaped like a bowling ball, but that dude is strong. Rowan got involved because why not? Why wouldn't he? We always ask, why wouldn't they get involved? Why, why, why not? It's a triple threat match, which means no DQs. Everybody punch everybody. Yeah, so he gets pushed over the table by Tucker and Biggie, but then they're all ejected. So I like that. Why not? Yeah. Yep. But this is all to reset the match. Of course. Horse shit. Hate it. We come back to see Xavier in the LaBelle lock and Otis breaks it up. Otis lands his spinning slam and a caterpillar on Brian. Xavier has this underrated power, Alex. Mm, Press slams Brian into a gut buster. It was very good. But then Otis wins with a pop-up World Strongest Slam. I love that move for him. It was very cool. And uh, this was was pretty good. This is a fun match. Uh, it very, it very much was, uh, and I, I, I like that they're, uh, showing, uh, Otis picking up that victory over a multi, multi-time, uh, tag champ in his own right in, in, in Xavier Woods and one of the best to ever do it in Daniel Bryan. Otis really gets the rub here. I mean, this to me seems like, uh, heavy machinery is not winning the tag, tag belts this, this, uh, this Sunday, but not for lack of trying. These guys are gonna gonna be really. It seems like they're positioning them to be really, really good. And if down the road they were to become champions, there are other people out there that would make really great foils for these big two. You know, blue collar, solid types. You can bring in AOP, who you know, let's be honest, like they could present as you know the foreign heels, and therefore the blue collar solids are gonna get them because you know. I mean, basically, Otis is just a shorter, rounder hackshaw Jim Duggan. Like he's like, so actually, you could have him come out with a with American flag and all kinds of crap if you want to do that. Get it done. Avery Dunn says, "Love KO, always hating Shane." This is a Bischoff call. He has not started yet, guys. <laughs> he uh, hasn't started yet. Elias and Drew McIntyre are backstage with Shane McMahon. Dolph Ziggler had approached him and. Says that he lost his main event. So Shane's like, all right, then. You're going to face Roman Reigns. Alex, I like that Dolph Ziggler wasn't like, I know. No. Oh, no. (laughs) He always says he's the main event. He always says he steals the show. He should want it, and he did want it. I thought this was good. This was great. I I honestly, when he said, I I got an idea. I was like, oh, no. He's going to make Dolph face, face Roman. And then Dolph's like, Roman Reigns, but, but, but. And then Shane's going to be like, no, don't worry. I have my seven henchmen or whatever. We're all going to be ringside beating up the big dog. And Dolph's like, oh, well, in that case, okay. 
and I was very, very pleasantly surprised to see uh, Dolph be like, yeah, great. I want to kick Roman's ass. Let's do it. And that's cool. And of course, you know, Shane still says, well, we'll have my henchmen there too. Um, this is this is all fine, well and good. But again, <laughs> I love that we're just like, we're saying, hey, Shane, you're in too many storylines. You got something going on with The Miz and something going on with Roman Reigns and everybody. You're in too many storylines. So to, to, to change that, we're going to add another storyline with, with Kevin Owens. But again, if this all winds up with Kevin Owens beating him in Toronto and ending all this stupid Shane stuff, more power to him. I'll tell you one thing. WWE could do Reigns a lot of favors by not having interviewers say, the obstacles are stacking up against you. Uh, what, what is what is what is not Renee's name? Schreiber, Sarah Schreiber, something Sarah like Schreiber. that. Yeah. Um, her introduction. Please welcome my guest at this time, Roman Reigns. Like, come on. No, nobody buys your <laughs> eagerness, sweetheart. Come on. You you see him backstage all the time. It's not like you're some fangirl who's meeting him for the first time at at, at a signing. Well, Drew, Elias, and Shane are out by the commentary table. I think think there were only three wild cards tonight. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who, who? They haven't even mentioned it. Who's counting? The wild card doesn't exist, but the wild card, like, uh, but but its effect is still there. People can show up on Raw or SmackDown whenever. Who cares? But they ne- but the wild card itself, like, oh, the wild card is in full effect. Like, no, no, but Michael Cole doesn't have to say it anymore. It just happens. Wild Boy 87, thank you for the super chat. He says, if I get Fightful tatted on me, can I get a wrench by my name? I like tools. You know what, buddy? You got one anyway. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thank you for all you do for us. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Ziggler hits the heartstopper elbow on Reigns. You know, one thing I complain about being fake in wrestling, Alex, is when a guy slaps on a chin lock and he just sits there. Now, from yeah. a technical perspective, what you do if you're in a chin lock like that is you work to your feet, you turn inside, mm-hmm. you grab around the waist, you dump somebody in your head, or you roll them, bridge them back, you get out of it. Yeah. Or you you get there, you shove your arm in between where they have the headlock, the chin lock applied. Ziggler, however, walks up the back of Roman Reigns, blocks a hip off, prevents all that, and gives you a reason why he could sit there in that chin lock for a minute. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate it. Uh, Ziggler capitalizes off a distraction from Elias to hit a zigzag for two, but a Superman punch is kicked out of, and Reigns came dangerously close to eating it on that dive alley. Yeah, that was dangerous. I mean, you've built built this entire pay-per-view for some reason uh, on a Roman Reigns teaming with a very old man to face the boss's son and the boss's son's henchman who should be doing a lot more than what he's doing. And you decide, let's have Roman Reigns do his crazy dive over the top rope where he gets way too much air and no one who's catching him can possibly judge it. And you almost have Roman Reigns paralyze himself four days before the damn pay-per-view. Come on, people. Like, this is what Moxley was saying in his interview. Like, you're building your whole pay-per-view around this. Why do you have people doing crazy bumps three days before? It doesn't make any sense. Owen shows up, stuns Shane McMahon. The crowd goes nuts for it. They turn Kevin Owens. They turn Kevin Owens into a live megastar. Two episodes of SmackDown. Yep. That's why it gets on my nerves so much, Alex. Yes. Because people are like, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do this. No. Two weeks you can do it. Yeah. Two weeks you can do it. And a lot of last week was fumbled. Mm-hmm. Like it's he true. was well on his way last week to being to doing that, but yeah. I thought that they did pretty good. And this week, I don't think you could have done better than what they did. Not for Kevin Owens. No, he's 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 uh, he's in a different stratosphere right now. Um, and now it takes a special talent, and and Kevin Owens is nothing if not a special talent. But you say to him, "Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna tell some truths first to Dolph Ziggler, then to Shane McMahon." You're gonna bring out the stunner as your big pop getting move, and you're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna lean into that shit. And and can you get yourself over with that? And he's like, dude, I'll do it in five minutes. 
<laughs> because because he's so good. He's amazing at what he can like. So you you give it you let Kevin Owens run free. That guy's a friggin' stallion. Like he he's he's going to be amazing at what he does. There's some other guys might need a little extra oomph, a little extra push, something uh, 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 you know, something written for them, whatever. Not Kevin Owens. Like let him go. This guy's this guy is absolutely one of the best to ever do it inside and out of the ring. If they actually take the reins off him, I mean, th- the rest of this summer it c- could be something like really, really, really special. Roman Reigns hits a spear and wins. I thought this was a real good, fun ending to SmackDown Live. Hey, guys, uh, I want to encourage you guys to join in on our live coverage of SmackDown Live, of Raw, of Extreme Rules. Our uh, wrestling comment section hasn't been as lively as I would like. So, hey, if you guys are here right now, don't hesitate to head over. It's it's a discus forum. It works out really well. In fact, our UFC 239 coverage had over 1,000 comments the other night. Just unbelievable, that type of uh, connection that we have with that community. Uh, by the way, the Fightful MMA podcast was today, 2 p.m. Eastern. John Jones's legacy is Amanda Nunes, the greatest of all time. We talk about Rockhold, Ben Askren, Masvidal, uh, Holly Holmes' future. We preview a couple of big shows coming up. There's a bunch going on over there. Make sure you guys subscribe to youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. But we're not done here tonight, Alex. On Saturday, we have Evolve. We're not going to make predictions on that because, quite frankly, we have not had any demand. Yeah. But th- there are a couple couple matches I'll, I'll kind of run by you. Matt Riddle, Drew Gulak, who you think? Oh, well, I mean, I, I feel like Riddle, Riddle will win it, but I, it, it has the potential to be, like, really good. These are two, like, former, uh, you know, was it catch point team? Um, I forget yep. what, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, teammates, uh, they know each other inside and out. They're going to have counters for counters for counters. Um, I think that Drew uh, looks good in defeat. Uh, but I think I think Riddle's going to take it. Uh, Baba Tunde is going to beat Colby Carino. Yes. <laughs> That's going to happen. That's true. Austin Theory, JD Drake, uh, Evolve Championship versus WWN Championship, winner take all. I think it should be Austin Theory. He yeah, is he's really special. Transcendent beyond Evolve, and then Adam Cole, Akira Tozawa, NXT Championship. Adam Cole's winning. Uh, Adam Adam Cole. But I mean, I love that they're bringing back. Akira Tozawa because he was a major deal in uh, for in, for a while for a while and I mean I I I want him to show up with the blonde hair just as a nice little throwback uh, to to his who his younger days. Uh, big thanks to Andrew Thompson at eighty Thompson underscore underscore and Jeremy Lambert at Jeremy Lambert eighty eight for helping us uh, keep that event section so up to date. But we do have AEW's fight for the fallen. I'll be here Saturday night with Mr. Warren Hayes, who also does our NXT 205 Live UK review on Fightful Select. Make sure you guys subscribe to that. Let's go ahead and talk about this show. Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. This has been like some underlying thing. Uh, Brandy Rhodes has, she's been underhanded. She's like put uh, like to the entire division. She's kind of inserted herself in and just like, finagled her way in and around matches and changed matches and underhanded just the best word I could use. She's taking on Allie. Who wins this one, Alex? I mean, I'm I'm assuming they they do the Brandy wins this time and then they, they, Allie gets a rematch somehow and Allie wins that decisively. That's what I'm... Wait, that's what we assume, but is, is this going to be the same as WWE booking? I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think at the, I think at the beginning you like you give people what they you like it should be familiar, and then you turn it on its head. So we'll see where that goes to begin with, or they could just like go all out the window. But to Brandy, with the way you're describing the things that Brandy is doing, that's just that's just not just that's not just WWE booking. That's just wrestling. Like the wrestling, you have the the, the person who's inserting themselves and being playing mind games or whatever. I feel like. If there, if this is the end of the feud, then Allie wins. But I think the feud continues, so Brandy wins. I saw somebody say it's tough. They did a video where they want us to feel sorry for Brandy. I say Brandy. Uh, oh, here's the thing. I don't think that's the case. I just think they're interested in telling each individual story, yes. whether it's babyface, whether it's heel. They're letting you decide a little bit more, and yeah. I dig that. Uh, Kenny Omega against Shima. 
Omega's winning this. There ain't Omega, no way he's losing Omega, Yeah, Omega's winning this. And then at the end of the match, Moxley comes in and beats the hell out of him. Yes, as he should. Yeah. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela against MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. It's got to be Jimmy Havoc, Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela for a few reasons. Havoc and Janela lost the last go around. Yeah. Uh, Darby Allen didn't win. But the thing is, MJF and Sean Spears cannot coexist. No. That's the whole point. MJF hates Sean Spears. Yes. And now Sammy Guevara is caught in the middle of this. I'm interested to see him play Peacemaker. I hope what AEW does, Alex, is they mix up some of this stuff. Like, I wouldn't have minded seeing Darby Allen in between those guys. Right. Like, you don't have to go babyface heel, so to speak, although the right. lines are blurred. Yeah. Are you with me, Havoc, Allen, and Janela? Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, MJF and and Spears uh, just turning on each other 12 seconds into this match and just making it a brawl between the two of them that pours to the outside. I mean, I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff. That, their hatred for each other cannot be contained. As mentioned, Moxley will be in Japan Saturday, so forgot about that. Lucha Brothers against SCU, Pentagon and Phoenix against Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. <sighs> I feel like it's going to be the Lucha Brothers, but it yeah. seems like a lot of people are getting that fifty, that 500 winning percentage booking, and I don't know if I like that. No, I mean, I, I, I think that obviously the most important tag team in AEW is the Young Bucks. And I think that what they're trying to do is the second most important tag team in, in AEW is always going to be the Lucha Brothers. Now, you could you could have a very good uh, case for SCU being the third most. Like, that, that could be a thing that you want to do, but I feel like they're going to try and keep uh, Lucha Brothers out that one step ahead, but the match is going to be fire. Like, that's going to be great. Yeah, uh, speaking of Moxley's in the featured match against Tai Chi, bummer. Mox, sorry. Mm-hmm, too bad. Kip Sabian, who is going to be very, very good yes. for AEW. By the way, I have an interview with him coming out this week. It is already up on Fightful Select. He's taking on Adam Hangman Page. Uh, sorry, Kip, you're losing yeah. this one. Hangman Page <laughs> might be their first champion. Yeah, Page, Page is going to win. But it'll be kind of cool to watch um, you know, Page chase Sabian around the ring because that kid's fast. Then the big one, Cody and Dustin Rhodes against the Young Bucks. Young Bucks probably are going to win this. I don't see what there is. And unless Cody and Dustin are a full-time tag team, I don't see them winning. Yeah, but... I'm, explain to me, like, what – is this just an exhibition? It's is not there... an exhibition. It's a match. He, I know, I know, he, but signed, like... he signed to face the Young Bucks. He right. had a partner, TBA. Okay, but I mean, like, is there is there bad blood between Cody and the Young Bucks? There's, are they fighting for something? Is it one of those things where you get a shot at a shot at a shot at something? Nope, nope. Okay, okay, cool. And, and uh, the bad blood is that the Young Bucks have just been mocking them for weeks for the, the post-match promo. Okay, okay. Uh, Young Bucks then, I guess. That is AEW's Fight for the Fallen. A reminder, guys, I will be in Chicago for uh, AEW's All Out. I'll be in Toronto for WWE's SummerSlam week. But this weekend is WWE Extreme Rules. Let's go ahead and run down the card, and it is a long card. It's like 10 matches long at this point. The Revival versus the Usos, Raw Tag Team Championships, this is a match I've, I've waited to see. Hopefully it gets 10 to 15, Alex. I'm still going the Revival. Oh, yeah, I think the Revival will retain. Um, I think that this is this is the way that you do this match is you have. These, 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 the Revival has the potential to be, if they actually get start, start being utilized this way. One of the best, you know, to ever do it. And the Usos already are. Um. Uh, I think I still think the revival is the best tag team in the world currently. Um, you to have the f- foils like the Usos to do their crazy thing where somebody runs around the ring to pull somebody off the apron just as the hot tag was about to be made. All this crazy stuff. You go back and watch uh, the revival at their peak in NXT, and that the, the, they can run all of that um, those amazing things they did then against a team like the Usos. This is a 
this is a dream match to actually let them finally go at it and give absolutely everything they have. This is has potential to be match of the night. Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Alistair's winning this. They built Cesaro over the past couple of weeks just to get beat. Alistair uh, is winning this. I said last night, I don't know what what they're building Cesaro for. Uh, They're building him for this, um, but he is going to get beat. But again, this is one of those matches that, like, this this to me, these two matches, right, back-to-back, I'm like, this feels like a, a takeover card. Like, it feels like like those kind of matches, like, they feel like they could be really, really special and something to watch for, like, for like you graps heads who love watching, like, real wrestling. This is going to be some stuff to watch. These two matches, Black's winning it, but the match is going to be excellent, I think. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, last man standing. I don't see this any different than all their other confrontations. Braun Strowman wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's the, the whole thing. Like, he's the guy who got hurt the worst. He's ruptured spleen, whatever. I, I believe uh, I believe when he had to have elbow surgery, they said he had a shattered elbow. Everything that happens to him is just the worst thing that's ever happened. And then he comes back from it because he's superhuman. Um, so I'm assuming that the story they're telling is that he comes back from it and is able to beat Bobby Lashley. But uh, who knows? Uh, I, that's the only story that WWE tells with these kinds of matches. So that's the story I'm assuming they're going to continue to tell here. Up next, we have Ricochet defending against AJ Styles. Um... This is a tough one. AJ Styles has the new stable. You got to imagine they want him front and center with the title on him. But will they take it off a of Ricochet, who they really seem to like right now? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I think that what they're going to want to do, they're going to have uh, AJ win it, and they're going to um, to have uh, uh, Ricochet chase to get it back. And he's going to have to jump through all the hoops. He's going to have to beat Carl Anderson's bunch of times and Gal's bunch of times, and finally gets a rematch uh, for with AJ for it uh, at uh, at SummerSlam. I don't know in a cage or something. Um, that that's the story they're probably going to tell us is have Ricochet lose it on Sunday, then spend a month trying to get back, trying to get it back, and uh, maybe regaining it at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with AJ. I think that's the way to go. Ricochet and Styles in this feud. I just hope they don't overdo it. Drew Gulak, Tony Nice, Gulak's gonna win this. They almost never trade it back and forth for 205 Live. No, they don't. I mean, and there there was possibility to do that at one point. I feel like mm-hmm. there was there was some some good opportunities to do it with like Buddy and Cedric could have had a really great uh, hot potato thing with it. Um, but this is not the feud. I don't think to do it with. I think that that again, um, we had Chad Gable show up on Two Hundred Five Live and have this great match with Jack Gallagher. hasn't been back. I think Gulak wins um, this match against Tony Nice, puts that feud to bed, and then the following Tuesday they can have Gable show up saying, "I'm part of Two Hundred Five Live now. I want that title, Drew Gulak." And your your cruiserweight championship match at SummerSlam being Drew Gulak versus Chad Gable would be really really great to reboot that. Uh, 205 Live Division. Daniel Bryan and Rowan against the New Day and Heavy Machinery. I don't see this going off of Bryan and Rowan yet. I think that they are doing very, very well together, but I wonder what's next if they beat these guys. Yeah, I I would say, I I think what they're going to wind up doing uh, is when they're finally done with Kofi as champ, I think that he'll lose it around the same time the New Day becomes tag champs again, so they could have something to, to slot Kofi right back into and not lose too much of, of his mystique. Um, but I don't think that time is now yet. So I I, I don't think Heavy's machinery is winning it yet. I, I, I don't see him taking it off of Brian and Rowan anytime soon. Up next, Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe. Kofi should retain here, but man, how many lives does Samoa Joe have? Well, that's the thing. Is like, I, I love Samoa Joe. I thought his promo tonight was was really, really great. He's a he's an amazing talker. Uh, he should be treated as such uh, in the ring, but he just he loses all the big matches. So maybe this is his way of not losing the big match. I mean, the the, the if you're going, I, I just can't see him 
going into SummerSlam with the title, which is why when they're they're teasing this Brock Lesnar thing, I think the big the the thing is is it's it's very possible they might decide they want to do Kofi versus Brock at SummerSlam. I mean, they might want to decide that they're going to try and do that. But uh, I think Kofi, I think Kofi wins here. But I I don't know what they what they've got planned for him uh, in a in in a month after a month in a month's time really. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now the heavy speculation is will Sasha Banks show up and help out? Yeah, Bailey. Will it be Carmella that helps out Bailey because of Baymella? Does that happen? And this is a prediction, guys. It's not a report. And who wins? They're they're really leaning heavy into it being Sasha. If it's not, I mean, I think that's could be a could be a swerve. Um, but they're really doing like you don't have any friends, Bailey. Bailey, you wouldn't even know anything about friendship. Too bad you don't have a friend who could come and help you on Sunday. Huh. So if it's not Sasha, then they're really doing that, you know, just to troll us. Um, I think maybe it is. Maybe they've worked everything out and they can get back to that. That, that might be interesting. Um, I, I don't think you set this whole thing up where uh, Alexa and Nikki have that advantage. Uh, and, and and they don't pay that off because then you can have the storyline begin with Nikki saying, hey, remember how you said we were going to be co-champs? And Alexa's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I totally lied. And then you can have that storyline begin. Um, I don't – it seems kind of a, a, a waste if you're not actually going to do something with all of these caveats you put in. Yeah, I think that Bailey is going to emerge victorious here. I, I just – I for whatever reason, I don't think they're going to put the SmackDown title on a Raw person. <laughs> I don't I know why I believe this, that. This could easily be their way of saying, "Okay, Alexa, now you're on SmackDown." Yeah, it could be. Because we, we we messed up. You should have been on. Should have been that on SmackDown. Raw would be strip mined. Uh, Undertaker yeah, well. and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. I think that Kevin Owens maybe runs off Shane, and then Drew eats like choke slam tombstone spear, maybe, and maybe. Maybe that leads Drew to being like, I don't need you, you're trouble. That that could be good because I think you got to go towards Shane getting pinned at SummerSlam by Kevin Owens. Yes, that's the route we need to take. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I I don't think you you say, hey, let's pin, let's have, I mean, the other thing that you could do that people are, I've I've seen speculation of is you could have um, Undertaker and Roman because Roman, you know, Roman did never asked for him. Taker just showed up and says, "I'm going to fight you, Shane." What if Undertaker's there to, like, you know, turn on Roman at some point and say, "You know, you beat me at WrestleMania, beat me again at SummerSlam, and this time if you do, I'll stay gone." And you could have that be a, a main event at SummerSlam because right now they don't have anything really set up for it. But Roman Reigns versus Undertaker, and it actually is the Undertaker's last match. This time, for realsies, we swear, pinky promise, match. Uh, who knows? Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I don't – I think there's something weird happening. I mean, the very least of the weirdness would be Kevin Owens running in and, and getting getting rid of Shane, like you described, and the very most of it being uh, uh, built to a, a big-time match between Roman and Undertaker and anything in between. Main event – Mixed tag, Rollins and Becky Lynch against uh, I don't care. Corbin and Lacey. They're, I don't care. Get, get it done. Move on. I don't want it. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, move on. I don't need it. Like it, the people, people like this is Jeff Hawkins put this out into the universe, and I saw it, and now I'll never get it out of my brain. So I'm going to put it out there for everybody else to listen to. I didn't see his tweet. His prediction is that um, uh, uh, Baron Corbin will like make Seth give up verbally because like Lacey Evans is holding a cinder block over at Becky's head or something like some crazy stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. in, order, in order to save Becky, yeah. Seth's going to have to say I quit. And then, and then they'll have a big rematch. Each of them, Seth versus Baron, who's the champion now. And Lacey's the champion. And Becky goes after her title at Hell SummerSlam no. to run the whole thing back because this is the feud that will never end. And I don't think that's going to happen, but it keeps me up at night thinking they (laughs) might do it just to screw with me. Well, guys, I'll be up all night Saturday and Sunday 
covering these shows. I hope you guys join me. Uh, by the way, yes, Rollins and Lynch are going to win. There's no way they'll make Becky look that weak. Yeah. Remember, guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Make sure you guys subscribe. We've got new content all the time. If you don't mind, share us on social media, retweet. But uh, I want you guys to follow at Fightful Wrestle. We're getting really close to 10K. We do not buy Twitter followers. So uh, our growth doesn't come quite like other people's does. Uh, we were doing all this organically, and we thank all of you for helping us. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.